this is the art of living well with the collaborative body, and I'm your host, Lisa Makala. Welcome to the podcast. I'd like to invite you to take some slow, deep breaths and relax. Today's topic is Reiki. Maybe you've never heard of Reiki. Reiki is a traditional Japanese method for promoting greater uh, mind, body, spirit, health, balance, wellness. It's a great way to reduce stress and promote relaxation naturally. And it's very safe, effective, uh, simple and easy to learn and do. And I'm going to be sharing some quick Reiki facts with you today and then get into a deeper dive and um, maybe we'll even get into uh, my personal story with Reiki and I will also be offering up some energy exercises um, that you can experiment with. It'll either be on this podcast or on its own separate podcast. We'll have to see how much time I have here as we go. So first, let's talk about some quick Reiki facts. So what is Reiki? Reiki is the ability to focus in and um, concentrate, direct the energy that surrounds us. So it's, if you want to call it universal energy, it's energy that's all around us. The word Rei comes from a Japanese word meaning um, higher source, divine source, um, God, um, basically higher consciousness, spiritually guided, right? So the divine. And Ki is a word meaning energy. So Reiki means spiritually guided life force energy. All of the ancient... um, Cultures had some form or of uh, terminology describing um, this life force energy, and I'll be talking about that in a minute. But for now, let's talk about Reiki itself. So it's a simple, safe, effective method for regulating stress, promoting relaxation naturally, and even has the possibility of reducing pain and improving emotional and physical well-being. Some people who are regular users and practitioners of Reiki have, like I said, reported reductions in pain and sometimes even uh, reduction or elimination of symptoms that are associated with illness. So who is Reiki appropriate for? Well, the truth is that anyone can learn and do it. Um, It is safe and effective for people and animals of all ages, from infants to the elderly healthy and able-bodied to people who have uh, illnesses or um, ongoing medical conditions. Reiki is practiced around the world by people of diverse cultures and spiritual backgrounds. So it is not a spiritual practice per se. It is not aligned with a specific belief system. So um, it is literally practiced by people of all religious orientations, all spiritual orientations around the world. It is being more and more accepted in many hospitals and healthcare systems. There's a growing body of research around the efficacy of Reiki when used in conjunction with other healing modalities. And it's practiced in thousands of hospitals and care facilities worldwide. So Reiki, what I love most about Reiki is that it is the ultimate 
portable self-care system. Once you know it, you have access to it anywhere and anytime. It requires no special setting or equipment, no special environment. And it's become so mainstream that more and more people all over the world are using it. And there are Reiki schools pretty much everywhere. When can you use Reiki? Well, it's got as many applications and uses as you can conceive of. Um, So you can use it as part of your self-care routine at the beginning or the end of the day, which is typically what I do. Whenever you're feeling stressed or anxious, um, whenever you're experiencing physical pain, um, you can do this, you know, sitting in your car in traffic, waiting for a meeting, waiting in the the doctor's office. Um, Whenever whenever you like, you can use this. Um, I have colleagues who actually use Reiki to help their gardens grow uh, to help them select the healthiest, freshest food in the market. So really, Reiki is something that you can use whenever, wherever, however. So why is Reiki growing so quickly now? Well, so Reiki has its origins in ancient healing methods. In the U.S., it was brought to the U.S. by a woman, a, a woman, an American woman of Japanese descent who spent some time in Japan learning the technique. I'll get into that later. Um, But she brought it to the U.S., I want to say, just after World War II. And she started a Reiki school, I believe, in either Hawaii or California. And it has grown ever since. And the growth is really, I believe, a function of the growing desire among many people that... Western medicine doesn't really have all the answers um, and that using medication to suppress symptoms is not the same as wellness. And people are looking for alternatives that are healthy and holistic and non-invasive and safe that don't create drug interactions or side effects or allergic reactions or whatever. And that, I think, is, is why Reiki is becoming more and more mainstream. It is completely safe. It's easy to use, which makes it very, very accessible for the widest possible um, range of of people to to take advantage of it. So how do you learn Reiki? Um, Well, that's simple. You you actually take a class. Um, There's a one-day class, a two-day class, and then there's advanced studies. So Reiki 1 is taught in one day, Reiki 2 is taught on the second day, and that gives you the basic understanding and skills to use Reiki to help yourself and others relax naturally, reduce stress, and improve overall health and well-being. And um, that is kind of the quick Reiki facts, the who, what, when, where, how kind of thing. So let's now take a deeper dive into Reiki and into energy. So energy is all around us and um, we we experience it constantly, but m- many of us just don't really um, pay that much attention to it. And that's what we're going to hopefully change here soon. So what I'd like to do um, is kind of remind you of your awareness of energy. So 
We've all had that experience of walking into a room and feeling a weird energy, like maybe we interrupted an argument or we walked in on, you know, an intimate moment or, you know, something was going on and there's definitely a noticeable vibration there. You've, you've, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've, you've experienced that. That's emotional energy, right? That's, that's an awareness that's subtle, but it's certainly there. And even our popular culture has adopted terminology like vibe or vibration. And those are just sort of common terms that are, that are used in everyday conversation. Those also describe the existence of energy and how it influences situations or environments. And the truth is that all ancient cultures recognized that this energy exists. The Hindus call it prana, the Chinese call it chi, and the Japanese call it ki, right? As in reiki. Western cultures have called it elan vital and biofield energy. So there's this general awareness of, of energy. And it's based in the idea that this unseen life force energy flows through us and around us and it causes us to be alive. And if one's life force energy is low, then we're more likely to feel stress and even become sick. If it's high, we're more capable of being healthy and happy. We're more resilient. And because we're energetic beings, energy can sometimes become stagnant or uh, blocked. And so when that happens, that again sort of diminishes our overall energy. And, and that's one of the things that Reiki can do. It can help us sort of neutralize and remove those blocks and remove the stagnant energy so that the channels are sort of free flowing and we have energy flowing into our system and animating us and giving us energy and vibrancy and resilience and our body's able to process old energy out and release it so that there's no accumulation of or stagnancy. So what does a Reiki treatment feel like? What's that experience? Well, it feels like a wonderful glowing radiance that flows through and around you. Many times clients fall asleep during a session because they become so relaxed. And I myself use Reiki to help fall asleep on nights when my mind wants to keep racing or I just can't sort of power down. I use Reiki in that way to just sort of calm myself. So Reiki treats the whole person, including body, emotions, mind, and spirit, creating many beneficial effects that include relaxation, feelings of peace, security, and well-being. So for some people, it feels like a warmth. For some people, it feels like a tingling. And while Reiki is spiritual in nature, like I mentioned before, it's not a religion. There is no dogma. There's nothing that you must believe in in order to learn and use Reiki. In fact, Reiki is not dependent on belief at all, and it'll work whether you believe in it or not. Because Reiki comes from a higher plane, many people have found that, that using Reiki regularly does put them more in touch with the experience of their own spirituality, um, rather than having sort of a, a, merely an intellectual concept of it. So Reiki is accessible and available to everyone, and I'd like to share a little bit more with you about that now. 
So let's talk about the benefits of Reiki, and then we're going to do a quick experiential exercise. So as I said, Reiki is a way to consciously focus and direct life force energy. And once you've gone through the training and you've been attuned, you'd be able to consciously focus and direct that life force energy. Thank you, Mimi. That's Mimi. Mimi likes to contribute to the conversation. So that's Mimi's contribution. So Reiki is a way to consciously focus and direct life force energy, and it helps balance energy. Like I said, reducing or removing stagnant energy from the body, increasing that natural healthy flow of energy through the body for greater health and well-being. And Reiki benefits include reducing stress, promoting natural relaxation, which also helps improve sleep quality, it helps rebalance the central nervous system and the emotions. It helps the body promote its own healing. It, it helps increase the body's own self-healing and self-regulating properties. Um, it reduces pain. And as I mentioned, in some instances, uh, there are people who have reported that it reduces or eliminates some of the symptoms of their illnesses. So it's a very simple technique to learn. It's not dependent on having any prior experience with healing or meditation or any other kind of training. And it's been successfully learned by over a million people from all walks of life, young and old. So let's take a moment now and do an energy awareness exercise. So I'm going to ask you to sit up tall and straight with your shoulders sort of back and down, chest expanded. Take a couple of nice, deep, full breaths. I'm going to take a little sip while you're doing that breathing. Okay. Now I'd like you to place your palms together in front of you and rub your hands together very, very quickly. Do that for several seconds. You can hear me in the background. I'm doing it too. I'm doing this with you. So you're going to rub your hands together quickly, quickly, quickly. Get your hands really nice and warm, okay? And when they're nice and warm, just stop. Keep the palms close together. And now I want you to focus your attention at the center of your palms. Notice, notice any sensations that you're feeling there now, okay? Take a nice, slow, deep breath. And as you exhale, I want you to very, very slowly separate your hands while maintaining your attention focused at the center of your palms. Notice what you feel in the palms of your hands. Slowly move your hands together and then apart again. Do you feel a sensation? What do you feel? It, it may feel like pulling and pushing. It may feel spongy or stretchy. It may feel like a tingling or a buzzing. That sensation that you're experiencing is energy. So I invite you to play with this and become more aware of the energy around you. Um, I like to do this exercise and actually roll my hands as though I'm rolling sort of a ball of dough. And I can really feel the the sphere of energy sitting in the palms of my hands and then what I'll do is 
I'll, if, you know, if there's some area of my body that's uncomfortable, I'll put my palms on that area. So maybe it's an elbow, maybe it's a knee, maybe it's my abdomen or a shoulder. So go ahead and play with that. And, and I do want to tell you, this is very subtle. So if initially you're not really getting a lot of sensations, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that, um, that you need a little more practice and just sort of calming your mind and focusing your attention. It's very subtle, so don't feel badly if you can't get it right away. Just practice and play with it. Have some fun with it. This is not hard stuff. This is not, you know, this is not super technical and heavy. So just play with it and have some fun, okay? So I'd like to wrap up uh, this podcast with just a quick personal story, and then I've got an invitation for you. So I want to tell you my Reiki story. I was introduced to Reiki in massage school, and I had always thought of it as being something, you know, practiced by bald-headed mystics uh, in long flowing robes sitting in lotus position on mountaintops, right, in Tibet or somewhere. I thought of it as, as this very sort of out there esoteric thing that, you know, spiritual, quote unquote, people did. I, I really didn't understand um, that it was something that was accessible to everyday people. And so while I was in massage school, I have to admit, initially, I thought this was sort of woo-woo. I thought I was pretty skeptical. I just, I just couldn't really conceptualize it. And what happened was um, I took an elective in Reiki at massage school, and my experience during my first attunement was really quite profound, and I was hooked. I, I was an instant convert. <laughs> And I wanted to learn more. So after graduating from massage school, I began to study Reiki through the International Center for uh, Reiki Training. Uh, I've studied for nearly a decade under William Rand, who is the founder of the ICRT, which is one of the biggest Reiki training organizations in the world. And William is recognized as one of the world's foremost and accomplished Reiki scholars and teachers. And he has taught and initiated thousands of people all around the world, and he has um, trained a lot of teachers. So William is really one of the people who has helped bring uh, Reiki into mainstream modern culture um, in the uh, 21st century. So um, 10 years ago when I discovered Reiki and when I began working with William, I could not sit still to meditate. I was one of those people with the busy monkey mind that never turned off and very type A, very go, 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 but I could do Reiki. So Reiki became my pathway, my gate, the gateway that helped me calm myself. And frankly, I would love to see Reiki be taught in schools to help children self-regulate. Um, I think it could just do a world of good for people um, starting at an early age. So the more I practiced Reiki myself, the more relaxed I became. And once I was, once I was able to do that consistently, which was not difficult, just took practice, the more I was able to help myself and help my clients and my family and friends and even animals. And I found that the more I practiced Reiki, the more I was able to stay in moments of stillness. And being in those moments of stillness 
created the opportunity for me to begin to understand how to meditate. So Reiki created this deep relaxation for me. It quieted my mind. It opened me up to the ability to meditate. And um, I still use it daily. And I use it on myself, especially at night when I'm doing my sort of evening prayers and winding down my day. Um, I find that using Reiki is a wonderful way for me to close my day. And I find that it helps me sleep. So I frequently drift off quickly. I don't even really finish all of my my prayers because I just kind of drift away. And the lovely thing about that is there's, you know, there's no morning hangover because it's not like I've taken a a sedative or an over-the-counter sleep aid, right? So um, I found it to be really a wonderful and safe and practical way to help me with my sleep um, difficulties. And the other thing about Reiki that I absolutely love is working with animals. And so Reiki, animals love Reiki. Um, when I've done Reiki on clients in their homes, I've actually had their animals show up in the room and it becomes this menagerie. It's really kind of fun. I feel like Dr. Doolittle, right? Um, all the, you know, all the cats and the dogs start crowding around the table and crowding around the room. So today Reiki is a big part of my personal and professional life. Um, its applications and uses are really almost limitless. Um, they're only, it's only bound by your own, the limits of your own imagination. And I love sharing the technique because I know what a huge difference it's made for me and for thousands of others. So now I'm at the point where I'd like to introduce you or invite you to uh, an upcoming webinar. Um, I am hosting an online seminar on Thursday, August 26th. And it is free of charge. And what's going to be great about this is we're going to talk about the origins of Reiki. And we're going to do a couple of guided meditations, guided visualizations, where you're going to be able to actually immerse yourself in the experience of Reiki and experience it for yourself so that you can see how it works and what it can do for you. And as I said, that's, that is a, a gift that I'm offering. Um, there is no charge for the webinar. So it does require pre-registration. You can go to my website, collaborativebody.com. You can visit any of my social media. Um, I'm in Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Look for Collaborative Body. There will be a link there for the Reiki seminar. Or if you're able to write this down, it's a bit.ly link. So it's uh, bit.ly um, uh, slash Reiki Seminar CB. So look for bit.ly.com Reiki Seminar CB, CB for Collaborative Body. So um, I hope that's helpful to you. And you can always reach out to me through social media if you have questions or if you're having difficulty finding the link. And I hope that you'll play with the energy awareness exercise that I gave you. And just in closing, the Collaborative Body is on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And all of our events, including workshops, seminars, webinars, classes, are posted on the social media accounts. Or you can visit Collaborative Body directly to learn more about what I do and how I support women leaders specifically. And if you have questions or comments, please send them to lisa at collaborativebody.com. 
And remember, if you're not managing stress, it's managing you. So be well, and I hope to see you soon.